0: Um, UMGoBlue.com, by fans, for fans, since 1999. Hello, welcome to this edition of the um, UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with
1: Andy Anderson.
0: And tonight we're going to talk about Michigan Signing Day, changes afoot on the coaching staff, and uh, other news of interest um, among recruiting and programs in the state. Well, Andy, what do you think about Michigan's signing of the Stars event this year?
1: Well, I think according to all everything that I read, I haven't personally seen any of these kids play. Seen some tape on them, but I haven't seen anybody play, so I can't be make big pronouncements on how good they are or are But the class is in the top five. In the country, and they have the people they needed at the positions where they needed the people. Uh, they had an, a spectacular haul at wide receiver, and a couple of those guys uh, probably will play this year, or at least be on on the uh, um, you know on the backup on the two two deep. So, uh, all not all, I don't see how they could have had a more productive uh, recruiting year if they tried, and when we compare that to to the recruiting year that they had down the down the road from Ann Arbor a little ways, it's uh, even more spectacular. And you went you went to the signing of the stars, and how did how did that go in your opinion? You know, it's a
0: nice event. Harbaugh talked about that he wanted to change the focus of the event to be more inward-facing, meaning more about the recruits and more about Michigan and less yeah. about less about the celebrities and the stars. And, and I think it definitely showed, um, you know, they made a real effort to have other coaches from the athletic department come up and, and be part of the program, which was interesting. You know, I got to say, um, I really liked it at Hill Auditorium last year. I thought that was really a really cool venue and a really nice event. You know, I, I didn't care too much about the celebrities, but but the venue, you know, it's just a you know, as somebody who went to, to you know attended U of M and, and been to concerts there, it's a really nice, classy venue.
1: So well, the acoustics the acoustics are the best the best in Michigan. I mean, the acoustics in that building are great.
0: So it's just a it's just a different situation, and it's not that Chrysler isn't nice, but you know it's it's a basketball arena, so um, mm-hmm. you know it, it was definitely a different vibe. I'll tell you the event was well attended. Um, the line before they opened the doors went all the way um, through the parking lot and around the bend. Um, there's definitely a lot of enthusiasm for the program. Um, one of the things that I, I thought was really cool is that coach harbaugh really made an effort to uh mix with the crowd and and sit in the crowd he spent part of the event in the crowd with his family and his and his wife and his and one of his young sons um he sat with the students at one point and it's interesting because you know we don't really know you know whose idea it was but i'm wondering if Whose idea it was to kind of take the focus off of him a little bit? You know, he definitely didn't seem, uh, you know, unhappy, but there definitely was a, a, it was less the Harbaugh show and more the Michigan show. Um, you know, and, and, and that's really good. And then, you know, one of the big things that came out of the event, in addition to, uh, as you said, a, a great Hall of Talent, that they, they sorely need with the amount of players, you know, departures, you know, that they're going to be short this upseason. Um, you know, Harbaugh talked about the trip to Rome and uh, was, was quite gleeful in pointing out that this was a, a loophole and that he didn't see how the NCAA would stop this moving forward. He, he talked about that he has trips tentatively planned for the next five years. Which, I tell you, he doesn't sound like he's going anywhere, Andy. Which, and, you know, and, yeah. and, I mean, and, and I'll tell you, it definitely was a, was a great, you know, it was one of those times where he was really in a good mood and the athletic department personnel tried to shut the interview down and he just went on and on. He was enjoying himself. You know, he, he gushed about Tom Brady, which was, you know, uh, very appropriate, you know, being Super Bowl week. Um, So, really, it was a a really nice event. Coach was in a very good mood. Um, As as you said, I haven't seen very much tape on these players. And, and, you know, I always discount high school tape anyway, but I think we're going to see some of these players get some significant playing time this next season.
1: One one observation that you can make along that line when you see the picture, you see it a little bit. Some of them got uh, NFL bodies already. Some of these... uh, uh, receivers are tall. Uh, they're going. They're going to be good. Uh, uh, I would say that Donovan Peoples Jones has a good shot at getting, if not the two B deep, at getting significant playing time starting, because he's tall, he's rangy, he's good, he's a five star. And while five stars don't necessarily always produce, at least at Michigan. Especially if they're big running backs that have been running over people all the time, this guy seems to have the kind of talent that you want. And uh, a couple others, there, uh, Tarek Black is going to be a good receiver, and they got a, they got a bunch of good receivers like Harris and some others that are on that played this year. Uh, if they have a defensive line that can afford to quarterback any pass protection, and I think they will. I think that will be improved. I think they're going to modify their scheme to fit that line better. And they played freshman before. They played a freshman this year. They played Cole when he was a freshman. Uh, And I do like the division of responsibilities between uh, uh, what's all – can't remember his name. It's right on the tip of my. Uh, with Frey coming in, the offensive coordinator is uh, not only going to call plays, but some of his coordinating duties are going to be halved by a quarterback's coach and by, by the other people coming in. So they're going to split. They're going to split up the. Uh, the coaching duties in a way that hadn't been split up before. Remember, it wasn't so long ago when you and I were sitting here talking and we were complaining about the fact that the University of Michigan did not have a quarterback's coach dedicated to a uh, quarterback coach that was dedicated to that position only. Now they've got one. It's going to be a good one. Uh, I think they're going to be improved. I think the offensive line is going to be better organized. I think the offense will be better organized this year. Of course, I'm just looking at that, but I think that's going to be true. So there's some things that need to be worried about for making notifications on next year. But
0: there are also things that are very, very good. Well, one interesting thing is the departure of um, Wheatley. And, you know, we we talked about during the, the back half of the season that the running back play was really inconsistent. The play calling was inconsistent. And with the departure of Wheatley and, and Fish, um, it seems like that we're getting a little bit of clarity among the coaching staff. And, you know, Harbaugh is not afraid to pull the trigger. And,
1: well, you know, he made some changes. You know, I, I think Dra- Dravno was definitely overworked. He just had too much to do. Being OC and calling the plays, he's got a lot of work to do. While well, he's not going to have all that on his, in his uh, lap this year, he's going to have more help. And it's got to help him. I think he's a quality, uh, quality coach. I was uh, a little surprised when Fish went. I thought maybe they would uh, decide that they needed a, another offensive line coach rather than Dresno, but they didn't. And showed great faith in him, gave him a salary increase and all that. So uh, I think things are going to be better this year. As far as Wheatley going on, well, I'm disappointed that, that happened because I thought Wheatley did, it, did have enough Quality Michigan performance at running back to draw in others that wanted to do the same thing that wanted to be the most valuable player of a Rose Bowl and so forth and so on for the national championship game or whatever. I'm sorry that Wheatley is gone, but I think it's good for Wheatley because he'll uh, brush up his skills a little bit, uh, a little, and maybe at some point he'll be coming back. Well,
0: we had some other drama. Uh yeah. signing day drama and not related to Michigan, fortunately. Um, you know, it's funny, the news broke among the fans of Michigan State's one of their recruits not being able to sign because he was in jail. And I have to tell you that I actually thought it was a it was a, a joke. Oh. Yeah, I did. I did, and then then you read that it was true, and uh, you know, then add to it the uh, the story that broke recently of the three players who were suspended from the program. Uh, somebody on the staff has been suspended from the program on allegations of of assault. Um, there's an investigation afoot. Um, you have the further drama up in Michigan State of. The uh, doctor attached to the gymnastics program under investigation. Um, you know, another player was uh, arrested and, and charged with assault on a police officer. So, uh, you know, Andy, you live up there. What kind of renegade land uh, is East Lansing these days?
1: Having lived here for a long, long time, most of most of my considerable life. And, you know for I've been around this area for about 75 years and have been a Michigan State observer all the time. I've had mayors that worked on the police force at Michigan State and they had some interesting uh tales to tell. But I don't wish anything bad on state. I know that they have over the past in my opinion and, there's, and everybody has a right to their opinion and this is mine. That they have been absolutely adept and dedicated to the covering up on sweeping under the rug things that have happened regarding their team members at Michigan State. I'm talking basketball and and football a little bit. But now they seem to be, to me, to be slightly trapped in a corner because they have two. Title IX lawsuits going on right now that those are federal investigations and federal probes, and they have subpoena power, maybe. I I think probably they do. And they have a tendency to discover things. And then they have Cooper, who uh, was uh, accused of battering a policeman, which is a separate case. And then they have one of the Title IX cases is one where uh, apparently some females or female or females were attacked in a dorm room that made the papers a while ago, and that's in, under Title IX investigation, I guess. So they have a lot of activity plus this recent stuff. Plus there was a big fight here in Lansing. About three or four days ago, in a place adjacent to Michigan State, in which some poor lad was knocked unconscious and left in the snow for quite a while, and there are videotapes of that, so that may cause. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that's going on that you would rather see going on at some place like Waco rather than East Lansing. I don't want to see Michigan State's program. I want them to be a quality program that is on a good basis so it's fun to beat them. So it's fun to rub their nose in it. That's what I want to see. Not in that kind of stuff, but winning on the court like they did so, the Wolverines did so recently, uh, in that outstanding basketball game they just qualified Michigan State at, uh, this week. So, uh, a lot of, lot of stuff um, the, there's a miasma rising off that campus so that all is not well in Spartyland right now so I'm not going to enjoy it I hope it doesn't hurt him too much I want, him to, I want to see him good so that we can beat him and enjoy the beating up. and uh, that's one of my firm uh, rules with the University of Michigan I want to see him beat State and badly
0: Well, I can agree with that. And uh, with that, I think that's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with Andy Anderson. Go Blue! Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue!